Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the cowlot.com. You've heard me talk about them on the podcast before. I had the owner, Glenn Orms, on the show. If you're looking for a new cowboy hat, and I know you are because you're listening to this podcast, the cowlot is the place to go. Glenn is a stickler for getting you the right fit and getting you the right shape. And customer satisfaction and service is the utmost of importance to those folks over there. So head over to thecowlot.com, order yourself a new lid. You're going to love it. Uh, Tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Hey, cowboys and cowgirls. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Canyon Coolers. Canyon Coolers sells ridiculously cold and seriously tough roto-molded coolers. They have a lifetime warranty and long-lasting ice retention and innovative designs. As a matter of fact, you might be surprised to find out that Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge performed by CoolersOnSale.com. I recently had the CEO, Jason Costello, on the podcast, and Jason describes himself as an ice retention expert, and that's what he delivers in his coolers. He's also an avid river runner and outdoorsman. Canyon Coolers sells two series of coolers, Pro Series, which is their flagship series, and then their Outfitter Series, which is their classic and original design. They range in sizes from 22 quarts to 150 quarts, and they are headquartered in Flagstaff, Arizona. So do yourself a favor. Keep your beer and your food cold. Head on over to CanyonCoolers.com. Get yourself a new cooler. And tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. This episode of the podcast is also being brought to you by Perseverance U. Perseverance U gives back with heart and hope to local companies and individuals. Inspired by Stacy, who was diagnosed with cancer in April 2020, my wife Stephanie took the nudge from the Lord and created the Stacy Tea. All proceeds from the sale of the teas go to Stacy and her family. Check out the website at perseveranceu.com. That's the word perseverance with a U at the end dot com. And help Stephanie support Stacy and get yourself or a loved one a Stacy tea today. More products will be available soon, and all items will have a purpose and a story of giving with the heart and hope. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey, everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, and that's Kenny Fiddler with his new single, Blue Light Special. We've got Kenny on the podcast today. Super excited to have him on here. It's funny, I I discovered his music. I I, I don't really even remember exactly when, but uh, I heard a couple songs that just had me laughing hysterically, and then other songs that are just like jamming and rocking. His music 
to me, covers uh, so many different genres, from rock and roll to Clearwater Revival reminds me of some of it. I mean, even some Dylan a little bit in there, and then just rock and roll and country and cowboy and and. I don't know Kenny, but I, you know, I've like I said, I've, I discovered his music and just fell in love with it. Well, then I'd had another guy on the podcast, Wacy Barta, who uh, runs a company called Where They Buck, and and I realized that Kenny's been out here like numerous times and played live shows. I mean, literally forty minutes from where I live, and and so I. Once I had Wacy on, I'd seen that. I just thought, man, I just got to reach out to, to Kenny and see if we can get him on the podcast. And so I was lucky enough to do that. He's taking time today. Actually, we had it scheduled. And being my uh, absent-minded self as I am at times, since I'm doing so many things, calls in yesterday. I'm, I'm on the road. And uh, he was ready to go on the podcast because we actually had it scheduled for yesterday. So uh, my apologies for that. But anyway, let's uh, welcome Kenny to the uh, Modern Cowboy Podcast. Kenny, good morning. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Hey, it's it's going good, man. Sorry about yesterday. That was it's no that was, trouble, that no was worries my, at all. Stuff my bad. Happens. But um, anyway, so hey, let's just uh, let's get some background on you and history on you. Did you ever rodeo, or do you rodeo, or are, are you? Uh, yeah, I, I did for uh, I rode bareback horses for thirteen or fourteen years. Um, I I don't know if my math's right or not, but it, it was since a uh, since high school rodeo, and then um, and then up till eighteen, and then. I was kind of just getting on, you know, one or a couple each year the past few years and have kids now, have a one and a three-year-old and the music's kind of taken the spot and I was never that, that great of a bareback rider anyway, but I, I just really loved doing it and um, it really kind of changed my life too. So it was just a um, pretty important thing to me. And it, and as you can tell with the music, like it was a main focus of a lot of the songs for a right, long time. Right, right. And just to talk about bareback riding a little bit, it's that's just kind of like hooking yourself to a car wreck i mean because i've I've, I've, t- I've you know i've never i've never ridden a bareback horse but I've, I've had other guys on the podcast and i know guys that ride bareback horse and stuff that's that is not an easy easy thing to do and uh hard on your body yeah i, I mean i was pretty lucky besides like uh some quite a few concussions i was kind of the only thing i got bad from it and uh I, I tried to be a bull rider when I first started when I was in high school because on the East Coast that's what that's kind of the the main main event around there and um, yeah I was just awful at it and then college or high school I started riding bareback horses and um, in college I quit riding bulls and just just stuck with bareback horses. Where where where'd you grow up at? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. No kidding. Yeah, yeah I um yeah my my family still lives out there. Um, yeah. I, grew up there and um just about like 30 minutes outside of the city kind of mm-hmm. suburbs and um yeah just wanted to be a cowboy and you know out there it's it's kind of the if you want to do that um you go to rodeo and um yeah it's and then i went to school out in oklahoma um for college and um yeah that's kind of the roundabout way and now i'm up in south dakota now so my, my wife's from South Dakota, so Western South okay. Dakota. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, Maryland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland doesn't sound like a, a place where there'd be a lot of cowboys. <laughs> but my podcast is kind of about that, you know, that cowboys are are really everywhere, and a lot a lot of guys yeah. that, that even can't live on a ranch or live a cowboy lifestyle, they may live in the city, but they still love everything about the cowboy lifestyle sure. and stuff, which yeah. is very cool. So, how long have you been in South Dakota? You say South Dakota, right? Yep. Yeah, we've uh, kind of been. We did a short stint, or we moved back east for a year, 
Um, but um, I think we've been up here around six or seven years, maybe. And um, so when did when did you when did you have a desire to do music? Did you always interest in it? You know, I, I and I, even still, I'm I'm still not a very good musician, <laughs> but I, I always like to um, like even in high school, I'd you know write some poems and stuff like that and kind of started doing it um you know while i was high school writing just writing some little songs and they're really rough i mean even the stuff in college was really rough and um but i i was such a big fan of crystal dew like that's the whole reason i started ride ride bareback horses as i um i listened to that live album album of his and um that a friend gave me and it just and then I read the that Gold Buckle Dreams um, biography right. on him, and yeah, it just really shaped the way um, I really wanted to just ride bareback horses, and it was a big part for a long time. And um, as far as music goes, like I always, I love those song, you know, those Crystal Dew right. songs, but it was um, I never made like a an attempt to like try to copy any of that. It just it felt like it came about organically. It wasn't like I'm gonna take this formula and right try to try to try to do my my thing with it it, it, it just um it's it just happened and, you know in college we we were kind of a lot of hanging around um parties and stuff like that and you uh just when you get time but to yourself you just kind of have that time to write and yeah that's kind of how it how it kind of kind of started going down that that path with with the songs and um yeah just i, I never really took it seriously until you know, maybe five, six years right. ago, maybe. I, but um, yeah, it, it was always just kind of a thing I just did for me for quite a, quite a while and shared it. And then I think in 13, tw- 2012 or 2013, I, I finally got stuff like out there on, um, you know, on digital right. digital providers and stuff like right. that. So, you know, and, and the, the thing about you, your music is like, I tried to describe it in the intro there a little bit i didn't do a very good job but you know you, your music has a lot of different sounds which is oh. which is super cool do you do you do you try to do that or is it just kind of the way it comes out or you know um early on i think a lot of that a lot of that stuff was uh i was, was really limited by my my guitar playing and not really finding my my, right. my voice yet and, um, but I was still right, you know, still writing the, that stuff. And, um, so like a lot of stuff was done at home and, um, it was just, you know, over the, it's just kept developing over the years. Um, when you finally get a band, my, um, league, our lead guitar player, Clay, is, he's actually my wife's cousin and him and I have been doing, playing music together the mm-hmm. longest in our band. And, um, when we met and he's kind of a big Stevie right. Ray Vaughan fan, great guitar player. So we started kind of shifting that those songs um in that direction and um and then with influences of music that i like to listen to um and then i kind of finally found like where where i want my vocals to be at and i i like the the force and the um i like the gravel and trying to really um try to let it like all hang out when we go and play something and even even in the studio or um making songs like I like having that that feeling like that was definitely every right. ounce of me right. to do that. So I think that's why why it's developed such a 
so many different veins of those songs and um you know some of those older songs that i still keep them kind of pretty close to 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 how they were developed but um yeah it's i think it's healthy to have a good good blend and keep keep evolving and you know i don't want to go and like we play a lot of rock and roll right now but i uh people come to our shows and they're not gonna they're not gonna miss out on the old stuff either like i i still play play it all and um i try to still try to respect each aspect of those different different songs and um styles that we do man yeah so it's it's just it's interesting when you were younger i mean like grade school did you were you did you have an interest in music then or did you sing at that time or is this something that happened later on just in, just on the uh-huh. just to the radio it was and it was um my mom whatever my mom played in the car and that was you know mainstream country radio at the time so your 90s right. country and then um and then my dad was kind of classic right. rock guy and then uh and then I, once i kind of started you know went to oklahoma and finding music that i liked right. for myself then i it so I can't really pull like straight influences out of when I was younger because um, even besides trying to like emulate what I was hearing on the radio while I was singing, but uh, it, I think it, I didn't really gain appreciation for, for music um, fully until I started listening to Chris Ledoux's music and how much it really impacted right. my life. Right. You know, when you finally have songs that, that change your course right. of direction know that's that's when you really find a love for them and um figure out how important music is you know, i think there's a lot of people out there and um there's nothing wrong with people that listen to mainstream radio like guys like me don't embrace that and don't you know don't really care to listen to ourselves but um so much of it's ambient and and those people never really dig deeper than the surface of, of those songs or right. the lyrics and and a lot of those lyrics don't really have much deeper to right. you know to them no but, i I, um, I hear i hear what you're yeah, saying and, and i agree with you you know and i mean i and i like all kinds of music but that's the thing about again you know i mean when i discovered like your music and and, and other i don't know are you considered red dirt or not really uh I, yeah i i think in some kind of fashion i guess it's it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird yeah. genre to to like place yourself in if you're not, you know, yeah, I lived in Oklahoma for six, five or six right. years, but when I was writing a lot of that old stuff, but it wasn't like what we do now is probably more in that, in that wheelhouse than what I was doing when I was actually living right. there. But, um, and so much of it's just, where's the, where are the listeners coming from? And, you know, Texas is our biggest, right. you know, our biggest listener base. So, um, yeah, so we, we kind of sneak in, um you're not going to see us on any texas music charts or anything like that but um we definitely have like a pretty pretty good sized listener base down there and so we kind of turn up on some of that when someone mentions it yeah they'll 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 call us out i guess yeah speaking to what you were saying earlier about you know like mainstream music a lot of times uh it's it, it really and a lot of guys try to sing about it and and uh but a lot of it does sound the same 
And, you know, that's one thing like about listening yeah. to your music. It's so different on so many different levels. And it's so entertaining. And, it, and, 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 and it, you know, and it evokes different emotions depending on different songs you're listening to of yours. It's That's what I love about it. Yeah, Thank you. you know, yeah. and and also with with digital, the you know everything we've got with you know Spotify and, and iTunes and everything, like how does that work nowadays for like you in terms of like getting paid for your music on Spotify or whatever? Do you get paid per play or how's that work? Yep, it's per stream, and, and like I'm in a super fortunate spot. When I started um, putting music out there in college, it, I was going to the school, the college's library printing off a bunch of labels and making right. cases and people would either give them out after rodeos or through your friends or um, even some people were sending some cash in the mail and um, it was just like a rigorous process that wasn't making any money but it was kind of cool that I kind of hit it right at that point where the transition between the two and um, since I've been on there early I think it it definitely worked in our favor just because um, yeah they, you get paid per stream. It's like, it's different for each of those right. providers. Like Spotify is like 0. 0.004. Yeah. So less than half right. a cent a stream. But um, I'm fortunate in, in the spot that like I own all the right. music. We don't, um, I, I, as much as I would love to have like some, um, you know, to sink a lot of money into recording and make, uh, um, give it, plenty of time we've kind of done um quick recording um we use our friend who's definitely super handy and um does a professional job but we don't put a lot of money into recording and so it doesn't take a lot a lot for us to, to make our money back and um that's that's how i'm making a living like i i quit my job this winter to do it full time and while well, most people will be like well bad year to quit your job and go <laughs> just be a right. musician um, I, we're doing better, better than ever. At least, at least right. I am. Um, I'd like to get to the point where, you know, the touring's more rigorous so we can kind of keep the whole band, um, leaning on it for their, their full income. But yeah, the, it's, uh, it's worked out well. Um, there are a lot of folks that complain about, um, Spotify and the streaming, but, um, they also make a lot of tools to make your, your music available to people that never would have found it before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that that viral capability is a big deal um, between Pandora and um, Spotify. Right? We're doing. I think the last uh, stats I got, um, we had like 1.6 million streams last month. That's awesome. And um, so it takes a lot, a lot of music being consumed to um, to actually get get some decent right. checks. But um, yeah, you get paid paid through each of those different things i distribute through TuneCore, which kind of puts uh you choose your stores and um we just put it out there and then uh yeah it's it's working our favor it's as far as just that side of just uh getting money from streaming and stuff it's at an all-time high right now that's awesome so, what when now would you say you you, you yeah. would go through uh what's the company TuneCore? is that what it's called yep TuneCore. um there's different um distributors and when you're when you're an independent artist, um, there's, you can go through some of those indie mm -hmm. labels or you can, that really push it. And pretty much all TuneCore does is it just makes it available, lets it exist on those platforms. There's no promotion right. or anything right. like that. So um, pretty much every time we put something out, it's leaning on um, whatever 
we personally do to promote it and um you know existing with those other songs that have a lot of traction and then you know you get that um people start picking them up and so yeah it's um it's a kind of a fortunate thing i think it's best case scenario for for what's going on if it'd be great if they pay more per stream um like everyone everyone would right exactly except for except the company (laughs) but um but yeah it's it's working so it, it it's um I'm thankful for for what we got. And and you write all your own music? Yep. Yeah. What what do you what what are you looking at in the future? What's your kind of your end goal or what what would be like, you know, you you'd like to achieve with with your music the biggest thing? Um you know, I I hate to sound like a slacker like I like I never really had like huge ambitions of going and like I don't care to be like a famous person or right. anything like that like i kind of just um now that it's such a um that's my job and it's uh i love it so much more because i love right. what we do um it's just a just a, to kind of stay stay the course i guess um i'd like to be playing way more shows than we do um because we don't we don't tour for for as much music as we're streaming and um, people are listening to it and the audience we have, we're just not, um, not getting out there. I do all our booking. Right. I love to get on with a good booking agency and then, um, you know, really su- support. Cause it, when you get out there and start, start moving, you know, I see a definite correlation between me getting out there and whether I'm playing solo or playing with right. a band and, um, getting out there and playing that the, the streaming goes up and, um, awareness of the music goes up. So, um, and it's on such a small level that, uh, you know, just to get out there and, and go, go play way more shows. And, and, um, I don't want to, I don't care to be gone, you know, 300 days a year or anything right. like that, but just to, just to, to go coast to coast at least, um, and get a little more robust tour schedule yeah. would kind of be, um, kind of a gold mine. And then, um, yeah, just keep, just to keep making music. Um, I'm happy doing it this way. Uh, I'm kind of coming full circle. And, uh, I think this next album, I, we had those two sig- singles that try not to die and blue light special. We put out a couple weeks ago and I think I'll put those on an album. Um, I have a few other songs recorded. Um, and then I just wrote another one the other day and I'm thinking, I think I'm going to do a kind of a, kind of a split album where, you know, we got four or five songs that are pretty rock and roll and, and then go full circle and go back to something a little more acoustic and, um, uh, maybe a little bit closer to that main, like, um, some more cowboy music, just, just to have like a, a well-rounded album that represents right. what we do. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So now do you guys live on a ranch now or do you have horses or anything now or? uh we we don't we just have like a little 12 acre spot here and and um my wife's family they have a cow calf deal in phillips south okay. dakota and um we've worked for them um over the years but um yeah right now we just have a little ranch yet or whatever right. you want to call it well, and, to um, a lot of people 12 acres just, is a big piece of ground so <laughs> it, it, yeah. not, not so, so much, much in south, south dakota, dakota yeah it, it, yeah yeah but it's uh it, it's it's good for us um we got a spot we can keep some horses here when our kids start getting a little bit yeah. bigger and 
um, give them a good taste of that. And then they'll have plenty of time on the ranch too. So um, we're hoping to give them a good, good run at, you know, taking, cause I, when I was younger, like I always felt like I should be living somewhere right. else and I felt out right. of place. And, um, and now like, this is such a good mix. Like we can go down, you know, help out on the ranch, you know, whenever and we're not relying on it for a job but um our kids can have a good healthy dose of of all of it go play going in on the road and they go every once in a while and go to shows and um be around music be around um ranching and get a good good well-rounded view of the world i guess absolutely absolutely so so you you don't team rope then now or anything or now no 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 i i'll be honest i I, I'm not, uh, not a horseman. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been on, um, more rough stuff, sat on more rough stuff. I spent more time riding, um, bugging horses than I ever did in the saddle. But, um, just besides the stuff helping out the ranch. And so, yeah, I'm maybe one day i my, uh, my father-in-law is a handy team uh-huh. roper and, um, maybe we get some time. I, I'd like to just, to have something to do with my kids and, even even with my father-in-law, it'd be something nice to do. And um, we love Wickenburg. We love hanging out there. We try to spend a couple weeks down there yeah. every year. So, um, you know, when and yeah, yeah, it's kind of the place. The yeah, place that, to that's do it. for sure. Yeah, it's cr- crazy yeah. off the chart rope in here, man. But so, um, so now y- yeah. you just you only play guitar, or you play other instruments too, or uh, uh just just yeah. guitar. Um, I kind of play a lot more electric guitar than I than right. I ever did now um i'm kind of just a rhythm guy not a not a great guitar player but um just not the right songs and move it along during shows um we normally have just a four-piece band bass player drummer lead guitar player and then um bigger shows we'll get our buddy eric tomkowski who we record with who does all our engineering Mm -hmm. on our albums he'll play pedal steel pedal steel for us and um so it's it's kind of one of those things when the the, the bigger the shows get and you make a little more money, you can kind of um, split it another way with some of your friends. Right. And so we can all just keep making the same <laughs> amount of money and never make any more money, but uh, you know, make the show right. better. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. How, now, how many times have you been out here and played shows? Um, I think it's down in Cave Creek. I think uh, the Roadrunners were where you've been, right? Yep. Over there at New, New River. River yeah. um, shoot. It's been, we've done, four or five shows yeah. there. And, um, I think last year we did two, we did, we did a fall and a spring show. Um, but yeah, Wacy kind of, um, I got hooked up with Wacy through a mutual friend, Nate Morrison who has the breeders uh-huh. connection. I don't know if you no. know them and, um, Spud Creek rodeo up here. And, um, Nate actually gave me my first gig paid gig ever. And, um, but he kind of, he saw I was down in Arizona and he hollered at Wacy and um, Wacy gave us a shot over there and it's, it's grown really good. It's one of our, for, um, for not for like a, I wouldn't say it's like a club type venue cause it's outdoor right. and everything, but um, it's one of our bigger, sh- bigger shows. That's not like a festival right. yeah. kind of thing where we're and um, Phoenix and Arizona in general, isn't like our biggest, uh, you know, isn't our biggest chunk of listeners. If, if we, uh, I'm sure we start making better rounds in Texas, um, we'll have some some pretty pretty good sized ones down there eventually. But uh, um, yeah, it, it, Roadrunner's been great. I 
appreciate Lacey giving us the, the shot at it. And the shows have been really good over there. They're always fun. It's one of our favorite places to go play just because yeah. of the people and we love the venue and um, everyone's so great over there. Do you, do you have any plans coming back here anytime soon or? Uh, well, we, we did one. Um, it was wasn't that long June, ago. June 27th. I think it was of, right in the middle of this year. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Uh, just this last month. Yeah, we had. I think it was in June. Yeah, we had a. Um, normally, we play play in the fall, and and the spring, and um, we had a spring date booked. And with the COVID stuff and everything, right? Uh, we we moved it, and it just happened to fall right in that right in that one week where you could actually play music. Right, right. Gotcha. And, um, so we were fortunate that we were able to get the show, and it was a good turnout. Um, but yeah, it was. I think that they they were just opening up stuff over there when we were driving to it. And then after we left, they closed, they shut everything down again the next, yeah. next weekend. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, you know, we haven't had didn't have a ton of shows booked this year, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been hard on a lot of people, especially, you know, besides the musicians that are obviously not, not going to go play those venues right. are busting their asses to try to like, recover every you know every time they get a chance to right. start back up again right exactly they, put, they, they they throw everything at it so they can try to make up some cover some ground and and then they you know it's just getting shut down again it's just been the shits yeah yeah so. absolutely so you got a show coming up though uh i think i saw um playing it uh was it tom horn days in wyoming yep yep we're we're playing in uh faith south dakota for their uh their bronc match um, tomorrow night. Oh yeah, okay. And we we don't normally do that every every year. Um, yeah, it's it's besides Philip and um, you know around Rapid City, like it's fairly hometown because Clay lives pretty close to Faith. But um, yeah, we're doing uh doing that, and then um, this Tom Horn days. Uh, our buddy Rand Seely, he uh, um, is a contractor, puts on a lot of ranch rodeos mm-hmm. and stuff like that over there by Laramie. Right. And, um, we worked with him in the past and he, a bunch of those, those guys just kind of took it in their hands. Like, Hey, all these big rodeos are shut down this year and we're going to do something out the place and try to make it like a full weekend of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, we're looking forward to it. It's definitely kind of one of those grassroots things where everyone is chipping in and, you know, no one's probably going to make any money on it, but, um, a lot of people are putting in a lot of work for it. Yeah. So, uh, it should be a pretty good time. And we're, we're playing that with, I think Friday night we're doing a, um, we're just going to do something real laid back, like, like acoustic campfire jam with, um, you know, I'll be there with my family and then, um, the band and then, um, whatever other bands want to, want to come today early, they're going to hop in. And so it'll be something cool for people to might not get that normally at our shows you get it a lot because yeah. I'll, I'll still play i'll play acoustic after the show or hang out and drink beer with with everybody but um right you know don't really get that chance for most concerts right but, um, and then saturday they'll, they'll have a um ranch bronc riding i think it's like a pasture bronc riding and um muley rope and um yeah and then uh we've got got a couple bands got kyle all good no goods um a few solo guys chris thomas um and then uh we'll yeah we're just gonna have a little festival and then be us and um and then tris, tris munsick and innocence so uh it should be a really good 
good event. So we're hoping everybody comes out for that one. Very cool. Have you ever seen the movie Tom Horn with Steve McQueen? Uh, I it it's been a really long time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of my favorite movies. But and then I actually read his autobiography he wrote when he was in in jail there before they hung him and stuff. And and also there was another book that had all the uh, court documents and stuff from his trial and everything. It's pretty pretty interesting stuff. But yeah, I was I was kind of looking into it a little bit too, just just to like familiarize myself with it again. Yeah. And but yeah, it, it's a it's a really neat story. And there's there's so much of that up here. Like oh yeah I, yeah. I mean. For a songwriter, it's like um, if you're gonna like dive into like small historical pieces, right? You could really do some of that stuff some justice if you can. You just do a little research yeah. and then get the get the word of mouth side from people. Um, that's what this this song I wrote the other day. Um, I actually got the idea from it from my friend who who lives in this area where there was like a um, I don't I can't remember if it was in the 40s or 50s, but a guy kind of went on a little kind of a killing spree down right. in the sand over Nebraska. Right. And um, I pulled right from that and from news clippings, did some research. And um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff around here. And shoot, I just saw something on the way coming home this morning, uh, uh, some pictures on Facebook, some of uh, hanging a horse thief over in, in Quince out South Dakota back in the day. It's right. like that, that kind of stuff is, is really prevalent around here. Right. Dig, dig deep enough for it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of cool stories up in this country and, yeah. I think it's kind of why I like li- part of why I like living here. Besides it being so, just a just a cool spot. Yeah, that's uh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Do you, hey, do you have a uh, favorite favorite brand of cowboy hats? Uh, I I wear Americans yeah. right now. Yeah, um, my my friend uh, Brad Monty, who has Star of the West Hat Company here in, in Rapid, and use some of his too. And um, yeah, for the most part, um, I just been using american hats here lately though yeah so. how about boots um oh we, we worked with justin for a little while and i i kind of wear nikonas for the most part yeah okay yeah yeah i'm not a super i'm not a super fancy guy i don't spend a whole lot of money on on a lot of stuff but yeah just i i had a boot repair company when i was in college and um so i kind of kind of would you know, hoard old boots off of eBay that I thought were cool, like old Justins, right? Old Lucases, and yeah. So I, I kind of just find stuff that I, that I like that, and um, I don't really spend. You won't see me spending a whole lot of money on anything, but I, I find the, the the cool stuff, I guess. So, so you had a boot repair business, yeah, yeah. Just kind yeah, of kind of on the side, fixing boots for guys. Or? Yeah, I um college. I, I've worked so many like weird jobs that just don't. <laughs> I, I worked with a, I had a guy teach me how to blacksmith when I was in college too. And, um, we did all ornamental iron work, just everything hand forged. And I took that up as a trade for, for four years and, um, I got to do some really neat stuff. And then the, the boot repair was just kind of a utility thing, just something on the side. Right. And, um, just right. a little extra cash flowing in, but yeah, I, I kind of always appreciated that kind of, you know, especially with the black smith and the art side of it and um it it kind of gave me a better appreciate doing that stuff all by hand and the work and the design that went into it gave me a better appreciation for all forms of craftsmanship yeah whether it's with silversmiths or leather workers and um yeah i i i definitely dig that stuff yeah and you know in in to just 
talk about the the Justin Boots and and Nikona. I think they're owned by the same company. It's a it's actually yep. a Berkshire Hathaway company, but yeah, uh, they make great boots. I love Justin Boots and Nikona's and Tony Lamas and in the you know the bent rail line. Uh, I have a narrow foot, so I can get those in a B width, and which is really great, you know. Yeah, my my um my sister in law Rachel um, Kennedy she she's a design designer for justin oh no kidding and, um, yeah she lives up here too so that's how we're kind of tied in with with those guys too very um, cool yeah it's it was nice enough they they included some of their features a couple years ago in deadwood they did a did a photo shoot and um some some videos and promos and um they did a full full thing on us and um it was it was great exposure and it's really nice of them to to do that and that of course all the support they give for for rodeos and um yeah yeah it's it's great those companies can can you know help those organizations out yeah absolutely very cool especially as little guys too you know yeah it's yeah. <laughs> i mean we're we're not all you know we're not all, all kind of high rollers as far as money goes so right. it's nice on that you know they they take the time and you know that's a few companies like that that have such a, a wide reach and right. they take the time to do do a, a promo on you yeah that's a that's that's a pretty invaluable. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, um, how about uh, cowboy movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie? <laughs> uh, I I really like um, Rancho Deluxe. Okay, okay, Rancho Deluxe. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, it, it was it's such a cool like. I just thought it was a, a pretty. It's a funny movie. It's cool. Like the it's witty. The lines they use. Nineteen seventy five. Yeah. And and those other we watch McClintock all the time. You know, I I really like McClintock, yeah. um, Junior Bonner, you know, all those. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of quintessential old ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I I dig those. I dig those movies. Yeah, yeah fun fact: there, there's a the, the opening to Barrel Racer Land is a little little snippet from Rancho Deluxe, and every once in a while, someone will put them together and they'll figure it out. So. Uh, well, I, I've got to go back and listen to it yeah. now. And since since you brought up Barrel Royce Land, I I you know I'm just I got to comment on it because I it's it's a hilarious yeah, song. Just, I mean, and, and it's entertaining as hell. And uh, it was how long ago did you write that? Uh, it was it was probably maybe 2011, 2010. Was it two, okay, I, I wrote it. I wrote it sitting out of my uh, sitting on the front front porch of my, at my house in college and like every other you know rodeo college we had a scuzzy right. couch on the front porch and i was just sitting out there trying to think of something funny <laughs> play at parties and um yeah it was a that was how, kind of how it came about it wasn't really about anybody just making like generalization just, right just something to be funny right. and i uh i coined that coined the term barrel racer land when i, I was like trying to find something that they would rhyme with with the with can but not right <laughs> hit the can and um right and that's how that i got i came up with that and then and now it's like it's like it's hashtags that don't even have anything to do with me <laughs> or the song and like it, it's really right. there's yeah there's been a few times where there's been t-shirts and stuff like that and um yeah i actually came up with the word <laughs> or the term i guess but uh right right but uh yeah that's that's kind of how it came to be and yeah it, it's it's definitely the most popular thing we got and um and like it kind of irks me a little bit because it's not like any it's just three chords over and over again and it's 
nothing um, besides the jokes and you know the jabs right. in it. It's nothing um, lyrically that I'm like super proud of, but you know it it kind of had that went viral a little bit and it if it introduces people to my other music and you know they they can see that there's there's a little more going on here that's that, it's good enough for me i i don't mind it well i i gotta tell you i that's how i i found you was that song came yeah. up and that's for that's the first song i heard of yours and and i just I, this dude is freaking hilarious man i, I can't it's recorded this, so you know. poorly too i i all those little recordings I, yeah but 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 you know what that's the beauty of it i think yeah. that's the beauty of the way you recorded it you yeah. know what i mean i think i think that that just adds to it you know and 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 like you said i mean it's it's comedy yeah it, you know that's what it is so and and i think it's brilliant oh, thank I, you. I just yeah. think it was I think it's brilliant, man. And 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 uh, anyway, yeah. I know we talked about maybe you're not or talking about that or not, but you brought <laughs> oh, it up. Oh, so, right. no, yo, it's it, and, and like I said, like it's, it's it's something I wrote, and if it's a gateway to to get people in here, I mean, who knows? If I didn't, never would have put that one together. Like, probably wouldn't wouldn't have like probably wouldn't be making a living making music right now because right, people wouldn't have right. had you know got access to the other stuff, and it introduces people to the other songs and. Yeah, so it's um, I'm lucky that did it. Like, yeah, it's not my not my my favorite work, not the best thing I've wrote, but it it's definitely the most popular, and it it did the trick. So, yeah, it was it was it worked. So yeah, exactly. So now, were you when you were younger? Did you like rhyme words and rhyme things, and did you have that kind of? Probably right when um, right when I was in like towards the end of high school where I was starting to start to write stuff. And I was, some of the poems are really bad. Like it, it like, <laughs> I, like, I look at them now. I'm like, and a lot of them were like rodeo related, but started writing poems. Right. And then, um, and then once I started really diving into writing, writing songs, I, um, I kind of like, I kind of pride myself on, on the lyrics that, that I write, that they're, um, there's like a good, a good rhythm to the words and how they come off your tongue and how um, my rhymes, I don't, I try to try not to do too much, too many easy, easy things. I try to try to make sure right. I keep it, uh, keep it fresh and do something that's uh, um, intricate, I guess. And yeah. It's, it's just developed since, you know, since then it was pretty rough in the beginning and, and then that, you know, the older I get, the, the more I really, when I write something, I don't write as much now, but, um, when I do it, it's, it'll normally be like a line or two that I'll have, a, and I write everything on my phone, which isn't like, there's nothing cool about writing on your phone. Like I don't have like, right. I don't have like a notebook of handwritten lyrics, big manuscript, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it, it's <laughs> yeah. handy. Cause I can, if I get an idea for something, I can, I can record it on there. And I, I have like 30 or 40, little snippets of stuff, just ideas that I'll, I'll record. And, um, and sometimes they end up, you know, two different, you know, thought processes will, I'll use them, use them in one song just cause it, right. it's something that I finally found a spot for it. And, um, but yeah, I do all, I do all my writing just with the, just on my phone and on the notepad on my phone. And, um, sometimes yeah, I think now cause I'm, I'm more critical of, of what I'm writing. I, uh, it takes me a lot longer to, to get stuff out, you know, back in, in college and stuff. I was just kind of just like shooting from the hip, like pretty much anything that crossed right. my mind. I was just, just writing it out or I'd knock something out. Yeah. And 
you know, in, in a few minutes. And, um, and now I kind of consider the music a lot more and um, try not to run over the same ground, you know, too often. I think a, a lot of those, you know, especially with rodeo songs, is like people will ask me like, why don't you write like more? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. And I right. try to, I really try to be honest with my music and, um, right. and those, those songs mean a lot to me. And, um, I wrote them from a honest, honest spot. And, uh, so now when they come to me, it's a lot of like hindsight writing where I try to think on those feelings or feelings of other people. And, um, right. Try to like make it fresh. Cause like it's easy, you know, it's such a, um, it's such a, a targeted like niche that if someone was wanting to exploit it, it'd be way too easy to do it. And I try not to be right. one of those guys because I want I want it to be something honest and I try to do something new each time I write and find different angles and um you know, make sure it's not pandering to to our listeners. Like I I want them to like I respect them for listening and I, I don't want to like take advantage right. of it. So I want to make sure it's something honest. So, yeah. Now, do you have a favorite song that you've written a, a favorite? Uh, yeah. Like some of those older ones that were um, like they, you know, I, I love most of them. Um, like I wrote that running on fumes song. Um, that means a lot to me and some of the lines in that and uh, like even cowboy shit, like a lot of people see, see cowboy shit. And because it's says shit in the title, like I think it's going to be like right, a, right. a joke thing, but um, right. that was really um, stuff that I was feeling. And um, you know, it, it was really like reflective on, on what we were doing at that time. And I, uh, right. so yeah, like even that, that song means a lot to me and, and it makes me, makes me glad like, like the, the, those other songs, you know they might might not get the traction that barrel racer land does just because it's not like a a joke thing or anything but um that they've also right. been received really well and they've gotten right. um gotten the love too um it makes yeah. you feel good and then whenever you write something new like it's um you you kind of love them all in their own way and um some of them it's the performance aspect of them and the the emotion behind them and some of them it's just the lyric Right, and um, you know, most of the stuff now it's a combination of, of all three, you know, where you, yeah. you can really be proud of all parts of the song besides just the lyric. Uh, yeah, the other day I I I was out driving around. I was I was driving around for probably five hours. Had all kinds of stuff I to do, and and I just, I listened to your music all day, and uh, you know that's the one thing. Like I was trying to kind of explain at the beginning is it's such there's such a variety there. That's just so cool, and that's something that I just really enjoy about it. Flip on uh, Kenny Fiddler, you're going to get something a little bit different every time, but it's going to be good. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the songs, like um, there's so many of the songs that are, um, you know, I wrote uh, about me or things that I was feeling, and then mm -hmm. um, as I started kind of growing as a songwriter, um, luckily my friends all have um, have either done really dumb things or have a, <laughs> right, right. or um, have some really um, good stories and I try to like try not to spill their guts but you know right. in, in my songs but I try to write from from other people's perspectives a lot now and um, yeah. and try to like convey what I think they're going through and um, yeah it's 
yeah so he, i think that's why he gets such a wide mix because i the subjects are are changing so so often in, yeah. in the songwriting yeah very cool hey so if uh we're getting kind of close to the, our end of our time, but where's the best place for people to find you at? What platforms? Um, if you want to, um, if you go on kennyfiddlermusic.com, I have, uh, we have our, our merch on there, um, our tour dates and all that other kind of, there's some video and that's okay. kind of a good jump off spot. Of course, Spotify, um, mm-hmm. go in there and make sure you follow that. Cause we'll be putting out a, an album, I think this fall. Um, okay. And all the other things, Instagram, Kenny Fiddler yep. and uh, Facebook at Kenny Fiddler and the Cowboy Killers. Um, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's kind of Google enough, you'll you'll find it. It's hard to spell my name, but we'll, we'll it'll it'll get there eventually. Yeah, and it's it's Fiddler F E I D L E R. Yep, it doesn't make any Kenny sense, Fiddler. but it it is Fiddler. <laughs> no, yeah, that's 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 what it is. Yeah. So. Um, well, hey, next time you're out here in, in AZ, or if I'm somewhere else you're going to be, I'm going to definitely come see you. Oh, I'm so. sure we'll be down this fall sometime, so I'll, I'll hit yeah. you up. So thanks for having me on. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, hey, man, I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, Kenny, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we're going to head out of this podcast here with uh, Kenny Fiddler, and the song is again, Kenny? Try Not to Die. Try Not to Die. Thanks. We'll see you next time. You bet. Hey, cowboys and cowgirls. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Canyon Coolers. Canyon Coolers sells ridiculously cold and seriously tough roto-molded coolers. They have a lifetime warranty and long-lasting ice retention and innovative designs. As a matter of fact, you might be surprised to find out that Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge performed by CoolersOnSale.com. I recently had the CEO, Jason Costello, on the podcast, and Jason describes himself as an ice retention expert, and that's what he delivers in his coolers. He's also an avid river runner and outdoorsman. Canyon Coolers sells two series of coolers, Pro Series, which is their flagship series, and then their Outfitter Series, which is their classic and original design. They range in sizes from 22 quarts to 150 quarts, and they are headquartered in Flagstaff, Arizona. So do yourself a favor, keep your beer and your food cold, head on over to canyoncoolers.com, get yourself a new cooler, and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. This episode of the podcast is also being brought to you by Perseverance U. Perseverance U gives back with heart and hope to local companies and individuals. Inspired by Stacy, who was diagnosed with cancer in April 2020, my wife Stephanie took the nudge from the Lord and created the Stacy T. All proceeds from the sale of the teas go to Stacy and her family. Check out the website at perseveranceu.com. That's the word perseverance with a U at the end.com. And help Stephanie support Stacy and get yourself or a loved one a Stacy tea today. More products will be available soon, and all items will have a purpose and a story of giving with the heart and hope.
Goodbye.